right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze podcast. This is Marlo, your host, joined by Casey. And as you're listening to this, it's probably either Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, or after Christmas, back to work. Either way, hope you had or having or going to have a very Merry Christmas. And with that, Casey, what are you up to this holiday? Marlo, good to be here on another episode. We are the night before Christmas Eve Eve, I guess, is uh, a way to put it. Uh, tomorrow, I will be, we will be hosting my wife's family. Then on Christmas Day, off to uh, my parents for my side of the family, splitting it that way, Marlo. You know, but being a... Christmas is different as uh, an adult now. These yes. Days. I, keep, I keep remembering, you know, back to... Maybe not even when I was younger, but college, you're just like off for a month. Yeah. You know, you come home and Christmas is all about relaxing. You know, you have the gifts and things, but it's, you know, it's not that way anymore. It's not that way anymore. Nope. Uh, So we've been, we've been prepping to host and, you know, last minute gifts and that sort of thing. What are, are your plans for the holiday? Yeah, I have uh, spending it mostly with the wife's side of the family, uh, splitting up between today christmas eve and christmas day just you know a lot of hanging out a lot of drinking a lot of just uh making weird conversation but to your point i do miss those days of i got a month off i just get to relax everything else is taken care of where you just come home and everything's made for you you wake up maybe there's some presents maybe not who cares hang out with some friends old high school friends but now yeah it's just go 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 where's this where's that Sucks being an adult. But in the buildup, I still I still <laughs> expect that. Like I'm still like mentally a week ago. I'm like, all right, here we go. Gonna and it, no, it's it's you know Christmas Eve, Christmas Day off, and I'm back to work on Wednesday. It's, <laughs> it's so very different. But I, I don't know why. I, maybe I'll, that'll never happen. Maybe it'll never happen that like my buildup to Christmas is you know mentally like oh I'm gonna it's only this short period of time. Maybe it'll always be. I'm ready for a long period of relaxation that never happens, but yeah. But uh, this this period between Christmas and like New Year's is prime yeah. slack off season in yeah, offices. Yeah. Like if if you're in the office, there's nothing being done. Yeah, very li- very little being done. <laughs> uh, at least for most of us. For most of us, I'd say. Um, so that gives us more time to uh, think and prepare for our podcast, right? So, right. Totally. Totally prepared for this one. All right. So. Away we go, Marlo. Uh, with starting with uh, Badgers basketball, uh, they took on Grambling uh, a couple days ago, winning eighty-five to fifty-three. Um, what stood out to you in this game? Well, first things first. Ben Bruss was on the call, looking dapper. First yeah. of all, uh, but he, he's uh, he's upgraded his game behind behind the mic. There, the first game was like a B plus. Uh, he's gone up into the A minus range. He's right. doing pretty well. The only knock I had against him is he brought up the losing the axe to Minnesota, which was totally unnecessary. There was no need to bring it up. And it was during a point of the game where we were starting to take control of it in the second half. And it just made it just brought it back to like that that sad feeling I had for losing the axe to Minnesota for no reason. Yeah, I think I had blocked that out of my memory like i had just i don't know if i forgot or it was just denial but i did not for whatever reason i didn't think we lost to minnesota and then he reminded me and it hurt again all over uh it, it was painful uh yeah. he was there looking dapper uh i always forget how i guess slow these um winter break games are at yeah. home mm-hmm. uh, you know most of the students are gone so there's a very uh, 
small crowd in the student section, if it even fills up at all. Um, yeah. And it really got off to a flat start in the game, and this one was, was no different than, than the usual ones. And they always catch me by surprise. I don't know why. Uh, I guess, again, talking about expectations, I never think ahead that hey you know this is a home game during break it's going to be yeah a little bit a little bit quieter a little bit slow uh you know you hear the sneakers a little bit more in the whistles and we definitely mm-hmm. saw that and i think uh, it affected the team they got off to a pretty sluggish start uh i think it was tied 22 22 about yep. uh, a little more than halfway through the through the first half although to be fair uh grambling was making most of their outside shots and i didn't expect that to happen to continue excuse me and it and it did not uh i think from a stretch from 713 left in the first when it was tied at 22 uh to there being 16 15 left in the second half uh we went on a 25 to 5 run so that really opened up the game uh, defense clamped down and held uh grambling uh to only five points over that extended stretch while the offense continued for wisconsin yeah, a couple, few things that we learned or, or that we were reminded of, I should say, is 11 o'clock starts on Saturday, not good, not good. especially during winter break. Jamicha uh, <laughs> Trice, he can get hot from three. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Ethan Happ, he can make things happen, and he's an elite college player, and also he gets a lot of rebounds. That he does. He got his 1,000th rebound uh, during the game, so another... I think he already had the record, but I guess this is at least a milestone uh, for him to celebrate. So he continues setting records and hitting milestones in his career at Wisconsin. Yeah, and I think to your point, I, you had mentioned this uh, a while back that these are one of these players we'll probably look back on and be like, "Oh man, he was uh, he was actually really good." He's just piling up these stats, piling up yeah. these numbers. He, I think we recognize that he's a good player. Yeah, I think history is going to be like, "Oh, well, he was a great college player." Um, as you know, as these accolades and everything start start stacking up, and I really hope that this season keeps turning out and to be special because he, uh, you know, he really deserves to to go out with with the little pizzazz that he can call his own. Yeah, and I think he, yeah, yeah, I think that's a good point that we think he's he's a good player, and I think how this season goes can immediately, uh, I guess, affect our judgment on on him as a player because if it goes well or continues going well as it has been going so far. Uh, this year, I think he'll in the near term vault up our, our kind of rankings of all-time Badgers. Uh, but as we mentioned, when we look back, I think we're going to be like this guy did freaking everything for this team uh, and got them to you know hopefully whatever there be. It's just kind of I think in our memories, our, our recent memories, we have last year as kind of a, a sour thought uh, stuck in there with with the team not performing well. Um, but I think my highlight of this game, Marlo, was when Hap attempted a three pointer. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was late. It was late in the game. The game was decided at that point, and he was still in the game and lined up for a three pointer. And the bench jumped up like it was like a walk on from the <laughs> from the back of the bench. He was taking the shot, and like they were ready to explode if it had gone in. It did not. It uh, what, what did you say? Rattled out. It was a good looking three pointer. It, it looked good in the air. It looked good in the air. It did not go. It did not go in much yeah. to the benches and my disappointments. Yeah, uh, but it was so funny. He's a all American candidate. He's you know <laughs> on the short list for Player of the Year, and the bench is ready to go crazy if he has a three. But I think was it was his third attempted three of his career. <laughs> Probably, yeah. and it was like the fifth shot of his career outside of the paint. Yeah, it was, so funny. Yeah, it's so great. Good to see App out there. Yeah, it was <laughs> great to see him out there. Yeah. Um, 
that's all I had uh, on this game. I don't, I don't think there was too much else that we learned during it. Uh, do you have anything else, Marlo? No, just uh, you know, glad they came out in the second half, uh, made the adjustment they needed to, actually started playing because that first half was you know too close for yeah. for comfort. Um, so that's good to see see you closing out games. Guard is I'm 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 leaning a little little more towards guard as these yeah. games uh, progress and we're actually making those changes that I was uh, not a fan of you know him coming in, but. We'll just check mark that there and see what happens as we really go into uh, more in-depth Big Ten play as the new year starts. Yeah, well, you know I'm a homer, so I'm always supporting the coach. It seems. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think he's he's the season's definitely going a long way to winning more of the Wisconsin uh, fans to his side in the way that the team's playing. Uh, it's a little bit it's a little bit different than what you know a Bo Ryan style team w- would do. I mean, at one point, I think I saw them shoot a transition three-pointer and i was like, yeah check yeah. my eyes hold on a minute. i saw that <laughs> it, didn't it was win. so <laughs> it was so astounding you tweeted about it that's I how know. <laughs> yeah hey i was i was very surprised uh but uh yeah so it's 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 kind of taken more of his uh his uh, style uh which is well it's interesting to see where that goes and you know at least he's starting to win you over and maybe some of the other fans uh, along and I'm you know I'm already sold so there we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our next game is uh, coming up again on Saturday. We are at Western Kentucky. Uh, a little scouting report on Western Kentucky. They're six and six on the year. Uh, that does include a win over West Virginia. Uh, although to be fair, West Virginia is kind of a mess right now. So I'm not sure how. It's probably not as significant uh, as you know the thing there uh, you would think in past years. Uh, and they won over St. Mary's, and the only reason I know about St. Mary's is because usually that's the only quote-unquote good game Gonzaga gets in conference. <laughs> <laughs> they usually have a lot of Australian guys. I don't know other than that. So those might be two uh, good wins. Uh, they have a pretty well-balanced uh, scoring four players, averaging triple-doubles led by uh, Tavion Hollinsworth the third. No, I've just made up that third part, but his name is Tavion <laughs> Hollinsworth, the guard. Uh Lead, leading the way uh, for the team, he averages about 15 points a game. The matchup predictor only has us at a 70% chance of winning, which is a little bit lower than uh, I thought, and obviously much lower than our recent game. So it might be a tougher test than the six and six record would have you have you believe. So that's what we have going on uh, this Saturday. Um, that's it. Who does those calculations for ESPN? The per, the percentage predictor. <laughs> I just want to know, and I want to know Berman. how many of Chris right. Berman does it. Chris Berman. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's probably right. That's no, a good I, call. <laughs> Schwam, <laughs> whatever he was. The Schwam, the Schwam. No, I don't know. I don't know how they do it. And I beyond, uh, I haven't really looked into it to be honest. So, but I'm going to go with it. Seventy percent chance of winning. That's pretty good. Uh, but the last couple games we were ninety something plus. So it uh, might be a tougher test. Uh, going ahead. Uh, Elsewhere uh, in Badgerland, Marlo, we actually finally have Uh-oh. a bowl game coming up. It's game week. Bowl game. The prestigious New Air Pinstripe Bowl. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. In New York, New York. Game day, Wisconsin, Miami. Yeah. Here we go. We did have a bit, uh, we had a little bit of a uh, little bit of a breaking news this week. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, it's not that much of a surprise. It's kind of a surprise considering the layoff we had, but uh, Hornybrook is still getting, having concussion concerns, yeah. and Cohen will burn his red shirt to start in the in the bowl game on uh, Thursday. 
Yeah, I think uh, with Hornybrook, I guess I was a little bit surprised. I don't if this is a uh, while the new era pinstripe bowl is very prestigious. Mm-hmm. If this is another bowl, say the Rose Bowl, mm-hmm. I wonder if we are having a different starting quarterback. Right. Uh, that that said, I don't think you want to risk Hornybrook having you know essentially back to back concussions. He just got out of the concussion protocol and then got injured uh, again, having another concussion. I don't think you want to risk that in more or less an exhibition game that really doesn't mean anything. Uh, you know, he's got a lot more uh, outside of this season uh, ahead of him. So I, it makes sense that they're erring on the side of, of caution and safety with that. I think the more interesting thing is Cohn burning his red shirt, and maybe we'll get this in a little bit when we talk about signing day, but uh, there may not be that much starting time <laughs> for him going yeah. forward. So it, it seems surprising to do that to burn that red shirt on a bowl game again, a relatively meaningless bowl game, uh, that I will still be far too invested in emotionally. But <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I keep saying things like relatively meaningless and yeah. the, the prestige of the bowl. Um, <laughs> uh, but I think that was a surprise, and I think that kind of shows you what the future looks like at quarterback for Wisconsin. I'm not sure that anybody on the current roster is too prominent in that picture. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's an interesting call. I mean, obviously, I'm no I'm a few credits shy of my medical de- medical degree, uh, so I don't know exactly what or nor do I am friends with Tony Brooks. I don't know exactly what he's going through. But I again, I, I was surprised with the, this this layoff that he wouldn't be able to go. And maybe if you know, like you said, it was more prestigious bowl or more pressing bowl game, he'd be in it. But with that said, Cohen burning a red shirt, Hornybrook not playing. Um, uh, it, it just feel it feels kind of, it feels kind of weird to me that maybe Hornibrook isn't as cemented as I thought, uh, you know, going forward. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just for that part, because you know, like I said, I thought I thought Hornibrook was was Chris Boy, and that he was going to ride him out, you know, especially you know coming back next year. But I just put a little thing in my head. Um, but going forward, Corin's the man. He's going. He's going into the bowl game. We're not going to get Horn, We're not going to get Miami Hornibrook. That's kind of sad. I know that's what I I was ready to for him to do well and to jump back on the Hornybrook bandwagon. I was yeah, yeah. <laughs> get that hype train. It. Yeah, get the hype train going. You know, only throwing three incomplete passes and crazy touchdowns. That's right. So get, maybe maybe Cohen. Maybe we'll get maybe we'll get Miami Cohen. There you go. Yeah. Well, we could we can only hope from what we've seen. We don't know. I'll take my horny for Heisman thing and just cross out. Horn- <laughs> Put a piece of tape over it and say Cohen. Put it Cohen. Yeah. So I mean, going you know, speaking of that, like, what what are we expecting in this game? What are we looking at? What like like you said, there, it's relatively, relatively means nothing, yeah. but it means you know as soon as we as soon as the kickoff goes and we go and like we're obviously gonna be invested. So like, what are you expecting yeah. uh, for the outcome of this game or during this game? And I mean. I feel like I say this every game. I expect to see a, the real Wisconsin team to show up, and I've been disappointed so many times this year. <laughs> but I just look, I, I feel like I say this every week. I look at this team, and I just don't get it. I don't get why we're not winning these games, why we're not better than the performances that we had. I expect Jonathan Taylor to go off. I expect uh, us to control the game and, and win. I, I know we're, even with Cone at quarterback, I just think that this Miami team is in even a worse position than uh, we are. And I just, uh, 
I, I'm prepared for this to blow up in my face and to look stupid <laughs> when when the same Wisconsin team that went out and got crushed by Minnesota shows up. But I just I, I don't know. Maybe it's my it's my fandom blinding me from this. But I, this should be a better team, and I don't get why it's not. So I'm going to blindly expect them to be that team. Right. You're expecting them to have these couple weeks of bowl practice, get everything right. Ride the ship and just and show up and and be that polishing that we all thought they would be. Sure. Yeah, I get it. Um, you know, as, as far as Taylor goes, like he's, you know, he's a Jersey guy. He's gonna be playing in front of a lot of friends and family, so I'm expecting him to show out. We just hope. Co- I just hope Cohen is adequate. Yeah. Doesn't have to be a superstar. Just don't. Just don't lose it. Just don't. Don't be Northwestern Cohen. Just don't do that. Um, but it, am I expecting a win? I guess it's the big question. And I think, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I would have been like, no, nah, like, it doesn't matter. Like, we're not going to win this game. And, and I have no, I, I honestly have no clue, like, how good Miami is because I stopped paying attention to them because I didn't think we needed to pay attention to them. Yeah. Um, but my blind fandom says we have to win this uh, just to catapult us into, you know, the next season. Yes, it's been a down year, but let's, let's get it off, you know, let's get next season off to a right foot. And, uh, yeah, let's go out and win this thing. I personally going to watch it. I'm going to have a few adult beverages. I'm going to have hopefully a little bit of fun while watching it. I just need a win at the end to validate starting that off at four o'clock on a Thursday. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's weird how I sit here and I, I, as I mentioned, I joke about how unimportant this ball game is. But when it happens, it's you know I'm going to be there as if it's any other uh, significant game, and uh, it really does kind of. I guess maybe if they win, it sets a tone for next year. If they lose, then I don't know. Is it going to hang over our heads the whole offseason, or are we going to forget it like I already forgot about the Minnesota loss? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it will definitely be a forgot. I think it would be a forgotten game unless it's, you know, one of those, you know, someone has a surprise performance, or we just have, if it's a beat down on our side, we'll yeah. kind of we'll kind of hold on to it. It kind of reminds me, again, the last when we played Miami, was that the, uh, Ooh, I want to say it was it was in Orlando. What's the one like? Not the Capital One Bowl, but one of those nothing bowls. And it was against Miami. Kind of same thing. And it was the, that was the year before the Rose Bowl, the first Rose yeah. Bowl. Yeah. And everyone talked about that win against Miami as a, as a catapulting. And I don't know if it'll be the same here, but it's always good to end the season uh, with a convincing win, with a good looking win, with a hey, we can build on this win, uh, you know, type of game. Sure. Yeah, I agree. Well, speaking of things to build on, Marlo, we had signing day. Uh, I guess the it started signing period. Early signing period. Work? You there? Yeah, I'm here. Day? Okay. <laughs> so, we, so we had signing day, uh, and does this start signing period, or is it just one day? How does how does this work? Uh, it's the first day of the early signing period, and there's a second. So. It used to be one signing period later in the year in February. Okay. They added on the early signing period, which is this now day in December, and then they also have uh, the later one in February. But it's a quiet period in between. Uh, we can have recruiting one on one later. But essentially, right. most if you're going to major programs, which I consider Wisconsin major program, are going to sign the yeah. majority of their players in this early signing period. Yeah. Yeah, and we signed, I think it was 19. Yeah. Uh, 19 players in the early signing period. Uh, a couple more may trickle in, but uh, I guess the main, the big fish that we were going after 
uh, have been signed, uh, starting with, uh, I guess, he's not the top ranked per se, uh, but probably the most celebrated uh, quarterback, Graham Mertz, out of uh, Kansas, a four-star recruit. Um, <laughs> so when we alluded to earlier that uh, the Horny Brooks and Cones might not be long for the quarterback position, this is what we were referring to. Uh, he is... At, at least most recently, the highest recruited uh, quarterback for the Badgers to get. Absolutely. And credit us. Credit us for getting Mertz through the finish line. I think it was maybe episode one or episode two where we talked about his com- his verbal commitment yeah. and how we were going to get him here. And we did it. So congrats. Credit us, literally, Casey. Like, literally us, me and you. I yeah, mean, like, literally us. us like the Badgers. Oh, no. Like, me, me and you. you. Me and yeah. you. Oh, credit yeah. us. He got through the finish line, signed the dotted line. We have him in. Um, yeah, has been very celebrated as I mean, throughout this season. His name has been thrown out in the Twitter sphere uh, to overtake Hornybrook like mid-season <laughs> while, yeah. while he was still in high school. Um, but yeah, with that said, I'm glad he's there. I'm glad. I mean, we we talk about all the time. How do we not get a quarterback in here? Mm-hmm. Is a high-rated quarterback. I hope it works out. I hope it's not just another Wisconsin quarterback. I will not be surprised if he just turns out to be, you know, a mediocre quarterback. But I, you know, I have. I hope that it's. I hope that it's more than that. And the the class overall mm-hmm. uh, turns out to be pretty good by the recruiting uh, gurus of the world. We actually have an aggregate of the top uh, top thirty nationally. Uh, aggregate of all the major recruiting sites, which is the highest that uh, Wisconsin has ever got. Even though we, you know, you know, Wisconsin, we're not we're not a recruiting powerhouse. We never have been. We never claim to be. We usually mm-hmm. get three three star guys. Shout out JJ Watt and turn them into yeah, turn them into Jonathan you know Taylor. premier players. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor, turn them into players. So the fact that we you know hopefully we can have these players that like a Mertz that are highly talented and and boost them up from there and get into those upper tier college programs yeah i think that the good thing about mertz was or i guess the encouraging thing about mertz was he verbally committed early and then after he uh verbally committed to wisconsin other teams came after him hard you know yep. your michigan's uh usc's uh i think even alabama had a run at him yeah i think so yeah some of the sec schools but he stayed with wisconsin which i think is an encouraging sign uh even though we had a you know disappointing year by what we expected uh elsewhere in the in the draft class are two other highest recruits a five star our first five star again in quite some time logan brown is an offensive tackle out of grand rapids michigan He'll be joining the Badgers, and our other four-star was Joe Tipman, another offensive tackle. So the reinforcements for that offensive line, uh, which, you know, I guess at Wisconsin we're never too concerned about. But uh, as you mentioned, it's usually kind of lower-starred uh, recruits uh, now for getting some of those, you know, talent, uh, high-talent ones, what we could be able to do with them here at Wisconsin. And then on the defensive side, some uh, three-star uh, defensive linemen, linebackers, uh, down the list. So, it, it, as you mentioned, a relatively good signing class, I think. Uh, the highest for Paul Christ in in his tenure, uh, I think, as you mentioned. So, while we look for the bowl game to be encouraging, uh, even farther down the road, it seems like the recruiting uh, will be there uh, for, for some success to come in the future. Yeah, one of my favorite things about this time is all the the videos that come out, the highlight videos of all the recruits. And it's just like, Especially like running backs and receivers, 
they're just like men amongst boys, just yeah. just looking amazing. Like you look at Graham Mertz, he he looks you know looks like Tom Brady out there, and it's just amazing. You get so excited and you realize, oh yeah, he's they're playing it's like high school kids who n- will never play another snap again. <laughs> <laughs> and you're expecting yeah. these kids to like come on and play against people that are going to be drafted in the NFL draft, but, um, but yeah, that's that's my favorite part is people getting excited over uh, the highlight videos that come out of high school for these kids. Yeah, that's good stuff. Although I was pretty excited watching Graham Mertz's highlights from it, the uh, <laughs> championship game. What he had five, six touchdowns in the championship game. Yeah, I mean that's and yeah. they were they were like legit throws. Like I I know, you know, he might not be throwing to, you know the. Antonio Browns of the world and the defensive players aren't there but I mean the throws were pretty balls at least yeah well you know it's something for a quarterback to like actually have a throw like a throw yeah. you can measure yeah. like like running backs you know if you're just faster than everyone else because you should be if you're a d1 athlete and you know everyone else is not even considered it's just funny yeah. you know what I mean right right yep <laughs> yep so that's it for the Badger talk Marlo uh how about we move on to the professionals and since your team is in first place, I'll let you start. <laughs> okay. NFL Sunday, which all right, so with the holiday, we have we have all that we had all the family over, everyone was over, had like a little brunch and, and football was going on. And even with NFL football, I just totally lost that it was actually Sunday. Yeah. Uh, you know, going on. And in my family, like one of the reasons one of the, one of the many reasons, we'll say. Uh, that me and my wife are together is because she's was born and raised in Wisconsin, but is not a Packers fan. And her the rest of her family has different teams. Her brother is a Bills fan. Another brother is a Forty uh, ers fan. And so we have all these other fandoms, and obviously with Packers mixed in. So we're flipping back and we're flipping back and forth between all these games. Uh, you know, going back and forth, and um, and it was just it was just wild. It was just wild to have that much fandom in one room to, for all these teams, and most of them, uh, you know, just didn't. Yeah, most of them just weren't going anywhere. So, my <laughs> my son, my Sunday was filled defi- uh, defending looking, defending looking the Bears. Looking down your nose at the other family members. <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> been in the playoffs for one week. Oh yeah. Well, that's the thing. I've been taking I've been taking so much stuff for so many years. And I get this one time, and you know I, I'm just ganged up on, but that's fine. That's cool. Yeah, I had the last laugh, but into the game. I'm sure, that Bills fan really holds <laughs> their recent success over your head. Yeah, doesn't hold too much. Doesn't hold too much water. Well, I mean that. That's why we get together so well. We've just been all in the basement for for so long. It's it's like kind of <laughs> misery loves company. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right, so back you know to the game. The Bears played the 49ers out yeah. uh, out in the Bay Area. Uh, was a pretty uneventful game. I mean, Bears win. Pretty uneventful game until Richard Sherman decided to start a fight on the sideline. Uh, Mr. Bisky was going on a run, obviously slide, obviously was taking the slide, got hit in the head on the way down, flag comes out, but it was right next to the uh, the Bears sideline. Did you see this at all, Casey? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and, you know, uh, Bears players protecting protecting their guy. You had Bill Bell- Bellamy uh, coming in, getting in the mix with, with Richard Sherman, but Bill Bellamy <laughs> like from, from MTV. <laughs> yeah, be, that one. How to be a player? How to be a player? How to be a player? MTV. What happened to that guy? By the way, I don't know. He's probably doing right. <laughs> All right, coming into the defense of of Mitch, Richard Sherman throwing blows at the sideline. 
Uh, it was two two bears, two bears ejected. Richard Sherman ejected, but Richard Sherman had nothing to lose, and that's why he was doing this. But that's yeah, that's here no there. I think it was it was a and then even um even Long was in it. It was in it. He was hurt on the sideline. And he was just walking up down. He was getting in the mix with Richard Sherman, which is why I uh, I really love I really love that guy. Uh, just just getting in the mix. Besides his, his video game playing, so. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh yeah, what was it? So, anyways, Bears come out with a victory. Chicago knows how to fight. I, that's the second team. If you didn't see the Bulls got into a fight with uh, earlier in the week. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so there's, I mean... The coach was right in the middle of coach it. Was, coach was, coach Boylan was right in the middle of it. Boylan. Yeah, uh, arm-barring, arm-barring Grant, pulling him back from the other, <laughs> side, <laughs> other side of the court. It was magical. Uh, it's just, you know, it's just fighting season in Chicago. It's just, you know, it's just yeah. what it is. Uh, but anyways, Chicago comes up with, comes up with a victory, plays okay in defense, uh, had a couple, couple instances of the fumbles, Robinson, Robinson fumbled at the end where all he had to do, he was trying to be a hero and go for more yards. All he had to do was fall down. It was under two minutes with San Fran, had no timeouts left. It would have ended the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he fumbles, 49ers get the ball, put a little scare into us, but uh, we ended up uh, ended up going for, uh, ended up getting, ended up not, not mattering in the end. So, Bears go on to win. They need, they need LA, LA. If LA loses, Bears beat Minnesota, they can get to the two seed. Oh really? So not sure if they're going to play because they're locked into the three. Gov Minnesota. Yeah. Not sure if they're going to play. I haven't heard anything at this point. Not sure if they're going to play their starters and go for the win. We'll see. I want them to because if you if Minnesota loses, they're out of the playoffs. Yeah. And if we, you know, if we lose, we I I've been playing with the machine. I believe we'll play them in the first round. Of the the Bears are playing in the first round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And that's just shades of like 2010 where we could have knocked the Packers out of the playoffs yep. in that last game, but we didn't. It was like a, I think it was like a six to three game, something something silly uh, back then. And that was the year that they ended up running the table and winning in Soldier Field and then going on to win the Super Bowl. Good times. Yeah, good times, right, Casey? See, that's what I leave you with. So there you go. That's what I need. I just need. I want them to play, guys. Just beat Minnesota and not get hurt. Just knock them out of the playoffs. So you know. Don't have to worry about it. I'll take I'll take the Seahawks at home all day. There you go. Um, yeah, I think I would expect them to not rest guys per se, like as if the game's not uh, has no meaning. But I think you know you might see a little bit less Khalil Mack and guys who are kind of nursing injuries already. Uh, I'd expect them to kind of play them lightly uh, next week. Uh, still going for a win, but not. As if it is a playoff game, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes sense. In between. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Well, that is all fine and good. Uh, <laughs> Packers had a game today. Uh, a, I would say encouraging comeback, but it's it was meaningless. It was a meaningless <laughs> game, and I, I don't know, Marla. At this point, what do, do you want your team to lose so you get a better draft pick, or are you kind of like this is great? You're, looking to improve things it's weird yeah uh you don't know how to feel in football so weird like in you know basketball you're just kind of like you it's kind of understood right you're not in the playoffs you want to lose you want to look like the bulls right and you want right you know not even try more or less <laughs> uh but in football it's it's a strange game in that you can't not try 
right? The nature of football. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to try. The so. contracts, the, the injury, like you can't be out there not trying. Yeah. And uh, so uh, Packers came back. Uh, they were down uh, double digits twice in the fourth quarter, uh, come back and uh, beat the Jets in overtime the whole time. Anytime the Jets did anything good, I was frustrated. Anytime the Packers did anything good, I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> it's very strange. Okay, sure. Um, like I wanted to do good, but then when they did, uh, I wasn't like thrilled about it, uh, and I wasn't thrilled about the victory. Uh, especially since the thing that I want to see improve and to, you know, make strides as we look towards the future and into next year is the defense. The defense made Sam Darnold look like a freaking MVP out there. <laughs> uh, in the fourth quarter, his numbers came down a little bit, but for a time there, he had like 154 passer rating. He finished the day uh, 24 of 35 for 341 yards and three touchdowns, a QB rating of 128. So drop back a little bit. Uh, there in the fourth quarter, but he w- wide receivers were just open, and the defense just for three quarters, I'd say three and a half quarters, just played terribly, terribly bad. Uh, and we fumbled out another kickoff, and I just don't just just kneel the ball in the end zone, just take a touchback. I don't understand <laughs> this need to try and return the ball on this Packers team. Uh, almost cost us this game, and obviously cost us one earlier in the season against the Rams. Um, but I saw a stat going into this game, Marlo, um, yep. for those betting folks out there. Uh, if you bet $100 on uh, a team every week, uh, who would be the most winning and losingest team? And I think the winningest was the Bills because they lose, but they lose close. Just straight um, up, brothers, against the spread. Against the spread. Okay. Bet the money line. Yep. Uh, and the Packers were in 32nd place. If you had bet $100 every week on the Packers' money line, you would have lost $655. Wow. So that is the kind of season it's been for the Packers. Even when they win, they didn't win as much as they should have. It's been frustrating. So anyway, that was too much Packer talk. Nobody wants to hear this. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Because we had this conversation. We had this conversation in my household pretty much the whole game with the Packer fans watching it. And I kept, uh, it's like, what do you want to do? Like, do you want, you're rooting for this win. Or you lost, and they were going back and forth, and I was like, "Listen, I know you guys are new to this. I get it, but do you want the do you want the quote unquote better, higher draft pick, or do you, or do you just root for the win so you feel good in the moment?" Well, I, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think the answer is gonna the answer is gonna differ. Um, I think you root for. Uh, if you're going to play like Aaron Rodgers and you're going to actually, you know, legitimately try, right? You root for the team. I guess I wanted the team to play well and lose. I don't know how that looks, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that's what I wanted to happen. And they played mediocre to poor in one. So yeah. it was like the opposite <laughs> of what of what I wanted. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. It was. Yeah. Yeah, I know. For the record, this is definitely setting up to be. I don't know. I haven't done my. I haven't gone into the into the room and done my draft analysis and who's out there and everything. But this is definitely setting up to be one of those years where a quarterback falls to Green Bay, sits for a little while, three <laughs> or four years. Aaron Rodgers out, and then some superstar is out there, the next Hall of Famer, and it's going to piss me off. Yeah, I don't know if this year th- is the year. Yeah, it's, it sounds like it's a pretty pretty weak. Uh, although I guess you would say that uh, when Rodgers was drafted, it was a pretty weak. Quarterback draft because there were only two taken in the first round, and yep. I think that's what they're talking about happening this year. Yep. 
Exactly. Uh, with the guy from Oregon. And the latest I heard is that uh, Haskins is coming, is shooting up the draft boards, and he might be taken pretty quickly yeah. as far as quarterbacks go, which is a little bit surprising to me. Um, there. Anyway, we got Kaiser, though, so we'll be fine. Oh, yeah, you got Kaiser. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> All right, Elsewhere around the NFL, uh, the uh, Cleveland beat. Cincinnati, did you see they were favored by 10 going into this game? I didn't know. I did not see they were favored. I couldn't believe that they were favored by 10 double digits. Well, they, the do, they do have Hugh on staff, so that makes sense now. Yes, that's right. And so it was Baker Mayfield playing against his old coach, Hugh Jackson. And Marlo, did you see this? He had quite the stare down of Hugh Jackson on the sideline, Baker Mayfield did. Yeah, Baker Mayfield is probably... I think this is the, this is the new coming of quarterback. I mean, he's 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 wide receiver diva s as a quarterback at the quarterback position, and mm-hmm. it is fantastic. Like I didn't see the Baker stay down, stare down in real time. Went back on Twitter and saw it, and it's... I thought it was I, in my mind when I heard it. I thought it was like a quick stare, but like this was a good what do you call it, 20, 30, maybe even 35 yards of just staring down Hugh Jackson on the sideline while he prances down the field? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he stared at him. He was, like, backing up, and then he, like, turned to, like, start jogging, but then turned around again and stared longer. It was it was prolonged, and uh, it's – this Browns team is crazy. They're, what, 7-7-1 seven, seven, and one now? Oh, yeah. With yeah. four wins under interim – Coach four, five, uh, you, four or five wins? I don't know, but they have, a, they have a chance of having a winning record, which we'll get to in a little bit. Yeah, but they have a, yeah, they have a chance. They have a chance of winning record. It's if of all the vacancies that are going to be open, this has to be the hot one. If I was a coach looking for a team, you go to Cleveland, don't you? Would you go to Cleveland or Green Bay? <sighs> it's a great question. I honestly, honestly, I think. If you're if you're an up and coming coach, you go to Cleveland, and here's why. And I get I get the whole Aaron Rodgers. You have a quarterback, yeah. but at Green Bay, there's expectations, right? Sure. As as opposed to you go to Cleveland, you have a quarterback that looks like it's going to be sufficient, and you have room to play on a rookie contract. You have room to play, and, and some there's also a, a little bit around him, and the expectation is not that great. Like mm. get the ten wins, maybe maybe make it to the playoffs, like sneak into the playoffs, make it make a wild card, and you're a king, you know. Green Bay, it's you're expected to make the playoffs. You can correct me if I'm wrong in that. You're expected to make the playoffs, and then when you get there, you're expected to at least win. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think you still take. I mean, in my opinion, you take Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Although I'd say that the Browns are probably a outside of quarterback, they're definitely a better overall team. Yeah. Uh, than the Packers, if you just ignore the the quarterback position and Baker's making strides to catch up to Aaron Rodgers at least somewhat uh, in that regard. Uh, funny comment during the, the Packer game today on uh, the announcers were talking about uh, Todd Bowles, the head coach of the Jets. So one drive they're talking about uh, how there's rumors that Mike McCarthy might coach the Jets next year and how Todd Bowles might be on his way out, blah, blah, blah. So doing that and then they score on that drive, and then the next time they get the ball, the same announcer is, I don't even know who it was, is talking up how good of a coach Todd Bowles is and how well-respected he's along the league. It's like, mm-hmm. did you just hear yourself a minute ago <laughs> talking about how he's on his way out of town? It was so bizarre. And then they're praising him the next minute. It was it was, it was was crazy. Um, speaking of crazy things, Marlo, yep. I don't know if you saw this, uh, Arizona 
Cardinals at halftime. Uh, they had a crazy, some crazy stat lines. So they were playing uh, Los Angeles Rams. Los Angeles handled them uh, throughout the game. But at halftime, their leading passer was a wide receiver. <laughs> their leading rusher was their quarterback. And their leading receiver was their running back. Wow. It was amazing. It didn't end up that way because Larry Fitzgerald was the the leading passer. He had one pass for 32 yards. <laughs> and, that, and that was more than Josh Rosen had. Josh Rosen ended up eclipsing that, not by much, but yeah. uh, by some in the second half. Uh, but it would have been hilarious if that stayed through the whole line. But that was a crazy stat line uh, that I feel like, I don't want to say only the Cardinals, but teams like No, that. no, it's it's only Cardinals. Josh Rosen has had weird stat lines like all season. Yeah. Where he'll be, yeah, he'll be like, he'll be like, he'll be like 24 for 32 for 120 yards with two touchdowns and an interception. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. I think he had a, a game like that today, but he didn't even have <laughs> 30 yards at halftime. It was crazy. Oh, uh, man. Speaking of strange things, Marlo, uh, I guess maybe the best game of the day uh, we have down here, the Steelers are strange. That's why I said that Yeah, was my that was good. Transition. I give that an A-plus transition. Yeah, but then I wanted to say that it was probably the best game, at least so far, <laughs> of the day. So that didn't really work. But Saints-Steelers, uh, a very close game. I think a very back-and-forth game. Uh, Saints end up scoring with, uh, what, around a minute left uh, to take to take the lead. Uh, and Steelers unable to come back. Um, but as we said here, Steelers, are, they're a strange team. Yeah, they're a strange team. It's like when you watch them, you're like, I think they're good, but I don't know. They'll find ways, they'll find weird ways to lose, and then they'll beat the Patriots and find weird ways to, like, come back on the Patriots. Mm -hmm. And you think they're good, and they're on the cusp of not making the playoffs, you know, with with this loss. Yep. And, yeah, it's just strange. Like, they have, forget all the Le'Veon Bell drama. They still have a a lot of talent out there. And one week it'll be like, oh, our defense is back, and the next week is our offense is back. And then it's just... This has been a weird, weird season for for the Steelers. Yeah, in a weird, a weird game here. Uh, they were driving to, I guess, tie or take the lead. I think they were in a position where yes. they could have kicked a field goal to tie. And uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, who assured his fantasy football fans that he was going to be playing in this game, play he did and fumble the game away <laughs> uh, at the end, which I guess is only still the minus two fantasy football points uh, as any other fumble, but it was pretty costly. Um at the at the end there and Saints clinched the one seed their odds on favorite to win the Super Bowl I think they're plus 260 to win the Super Bowl now I just I've watched them the past couple weeks and they don't they don't seem that they're winning games right but yeah but they're beatable they're beatable yeah they're they're beatable because I think everyone has in their head those you know I've the first well besides week one the next like 10 weeks of the season Drew Brees is on fire that the dome was rocking the offense was going crazy, you know, it was great to show on turf. And then it just kind of came back down to earth. I mean, the defense has been playing well, uh, but the, it's just been, they've been kind of, they haven't been as spectacular, and right. it's kind of been floating around. So they're not at that big Goliath. I mean, I know the road to the Super Bowl is going to be going through New Orleans, right? Uh, but I think at this point, it's that's okay. It's okay. It's not, they're not the big juggernaut, you know, what we thought in week week eight nine ten yeah i think if you're sitting here as a you know you specifically as a bears fan but anyone else who in the nfc who is in the playoff picture you've got to be liking what you're seeing recently out of the saints and rams right a couple yep. weeks ago we're like these are the two best teams in the nfl it's you know Not one of them is going to go on the field and they're going to be favored by a lot and both of them have kind of come back to earth 
Uh, you know, we'll see the Rams won today over a really bad Cardinals team, but so I don't know what that tells you. Um, but both of them look beatable now, and that wasn't the case a couple of weeks ago. Um, although New Orleans getting that one seed, getting home field, I think it's most important. It was most important for them. I don't oh, know, yeah. to get that home field because uh, they're just not the same outs- outside of the dome. Um, so they have that. So I don't know. I, it's. I, I I like the Bears' chances a lot more. Oh, that was week, so hard for you to say than I did two three weeks ago. So there's that. There's All that. Right. There it is. <laughs> All, right. All right, I'll let you move on because I know that was hard for you. Uh, going to Saturday night, the Saturday night games. You had the uh, the 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 surging Chargers um, against the Ravens. Which I honestly thought the I thought the Chargers were going to come off uh, before before we get to that yeah. game. I for, again maybe it was a holiday weekend thing that I just didn't realize it was Saturday and that there was yeah. football on. Yeah, I did not know that the Washington Tennessee game happened, and <laughs> like it was like well into the first quarter of uh, the night game, and I realized oh there's football on, and I went and checked, and that game was already over, so I completely missed that <laughs> <laughs> that one. Not that I would have necessarily watched that one anyway, but. It just was off my radar. Anyway, yeah. on to uh, the night game, which I think we both expected uh, a Chargers victory here, and uh, we did not get that. No, no. The, yeah, the, Ra- the Ravens came out. It was a low-scoring affair, but Lamar Jackson, he looks legit, man. Yeah. Uh, he kind of – I think it was the first game, at least, that I, could, that I could see that, where it's like, oh, yeah, he can play quarterback. He's not just – he's just not running out there like an athlete. Yeah, they do a lot of – kind of what I would say like more wildcat plays though with him where he is running the ball yep. or I guess I guess it's uh, run option plays with him yep. so he does run the ball quite a bit um, but he has a way of avoiding contact and like getting out of bounds or going down uh, in a productive way um, I would say more similar to Russell Wilson than like I guess your concern is that he's like Robert Griffin yeah who uh, apparently was giving him tips on how to not take contact which he probably well, is just doing the opposite of yeah yeah, because that was because he's kind of like the uh, what you worry about if you have a, a more mobile quarterback like Lamar Jackson, yeah. um, somebody who who can't take care of themselves. But the way he ducked out of bounds a couple times, you know, dove forward. Uh, although you're still getting hit, you're not getting hit, you know, as as violently as you otherwise might. Um, so I think there's a. I still am worried about it. Let's uh, you know, if my quarterback's out there running like that and you. Know, it's. I'm still worried uh, overall, uh, but he, I think he has a little bit of that kind of knack, that that inner, inner ability to uh, avoid contact, more like a Russell Wilson. Um, and he looked he looked good. He made some throws, uh, and I just think that that dynamic that he brings it's it's fun to watch. It's yeah, just different. It's very different. fun. Yeah, absolutely. R.I.P. Flacco. He's so done. It is over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, does he? He's a free agent after the season, right? I believe so. Well, he's not going to be on. Yeah, he's Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. Next year. Yeah, that that is Super he, Bowl that Super Bowl run has lost his currency. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> is he get another starting gig? I mean, I I suppose that there's enough teams that need quarterbacks, right? Yeah, he's. I think. Yeah, I think he'll definitely get a starting gig somewhere. Um, yeah, I think you'll see. You'll, I mean, you'll definitely see him on a roster, and I, I'm pretty sure he'll be starting somewhere. 
I just couldn't. I couldn't pull. I couldn't pull out what team that might be at this point. But Jacksonville would take him, right? Oh yeah, Jacksonville. Yeah. I mean, what do you do with Bortles? Yeah, it's a whole other conversation. <laughs> Blake Bortles conversation. <laughs> yeah, we got the whole off season for I that. Mean, he just he just signed a huge deal last year, so I don't know how much that's guaranteed and all that. So yeah, we'll we'll get the stats department the on it. Yeah, research team will be on it <laughs> once they're done with the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Moving on, uh, coming back to the NFC North. Yeah. Uh, did you see this? In Detroit today, Minnesota, Detroit. It seems like the Motor City Detroit is a Ford Ford Field is the home of the Hail Mary. Is <laughs> <laughs> <was> the <laughs> Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins at the uh, the end of or yeah, right before halftime, throws up a Hail Mary in the same end zone as your boy Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary yeah. uh, it came down with. So, does Detroit not practice? Knocking down Hail Mary? Is it just the air up there? Is it just that end zone? What is it about Ford Fields that lets you have a Hail Mary in it? I don't know. We have our graphics team working on putting side by side the Rogers Hail Mary and this Hail Mary. Although I was confused when it happened, uh, or I guess shortly after it happened, because for whatever reason, I thought it was a game winning Hail Mary. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's why like one, that... o- one o'clock on Sunday. Like, oh yeah, the game's over. <laughs> I know. I don't want to. I'm going to blame it on it being a holiday weekend. And <laughs> my sense of time was just whipped. So I was like laughing at the that the Lions um, had lost on the Hail Mary again, you know, laughing to myself. And then they showed another highlight of the Minnesota game. And I was like, or Minnesota scored again later in the game. And I was like, wait, what? What about the Hail Mary? <laughs> I just, was that a different day? <laughs> what, was, what did I see? Oh, it was terrible. Uh, but uh, yeah, a very professional moment for me as I was no the the holiday weekend it's it's a mind yeah it's like i I think yeah i saw you before like i text you like oh are we recording because i i said that because i literally didn't realize it was sunday until i text you then that was at like six o'clock yeah that was uh yeah not too long ago yeah uh yeah so it's it's weird uh it's Kind of reminds me of I don't I don't want to bring it up I don't want to talk about Wisconsin Hellberries Let's move on quickly Oh <laughs> <laughs> All right Nick, moving on Nick Foles is uh, he's at it again Dude, Nick Foles is doing it again He threw for like almost like 500 yards today and his win against oh, I don't even know who he beat uh, Houston Yeah Houston Oh yeah it was a hell of a game uh, Yeah beating Houston. Yeah, he had like he had like four hundred something yards, two wins, you know, two wins. His other win against LA that no one thought he was gonna do. Philly with a slight chance they need to win next week and have some help. But I feel like as long as they put Nick in there, they're gonna win and they're gonna have the help and they're just gonna try they're just gonna do it again. Yeah, it's it's weird it's really weird. Like he, he I don't know how he performs so well in, in this offense, in these positions, because for Everything I can see, he's not. He shouldn't be a good quarterback. No, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. But he's throwing for you know four hundred fifty whatever yards. Uh, you know, having clutch throws, important throws, and he's making them. And it's it's a, a weird thing to see because we saw him earlier in the year too, right? And he was awful. Yeah, he was awful. But now that we got playoff Nick in there, I guess, and he's you know making the throws that he needs to. It's it's really bizarre. And I don't like it. I don't like it at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if if they Nick have their, they have their Super Bowl. If yeah, if Nick gets in the playoff and like has a run, not even say he wins the Super Bowl. If he gets this team in the playoff and 
has a run behind him and he's having these type of performances, what do you do? What do you do as yeah. as Philly? Yeah, I, like you can't I pay know. Nick can't. big money, but no, you you know it's just it's that seems. I hope it happens. I want to see what happens with this mess. I mean, I think if you're Philly, you have to. You would have to let him sign somewhere else, right? Like you can't. You can't pick him up. <laughs> I mean, what if he wins another Super Bowl? Yeah. What if, yeah. Say okay. Yeah. Hypothetically, say I they make a run and he wins another Super Bowl. And then you're like, no, we're good. We're going to go with Carson we're Wentz. We're Carson Wentz who can't <laughs> stay on the field. Again, again. After you won two Super Bowls. Yeah. Uh, that would be, I mean, you have to trade Wentz then, right? Yeah. I mean, even if he wins, I'd have to look at more at, at, at what happened. Because I remember him playing earlier. I thought he was terrible, but he's been playing well recently. I'd have to go back and look at it. But, like, could he just legitimately be, in this offense, be your starting quarterback? You trade Wentz? I mean, you could get... A lot for when yeah. I think. I think so. Crazy. Young quarterback, rook, still on a rookie contract, you get a lot. But they'll probably lose them, though. Yeah, no. Make, yeah, I, right. I think they'll win next week. They play Washington, who is yeah. starting. Yeah. Like, I don't even know who it is, but nobody at quarterback. Yeah, I would, should, I would play with it. the playoff machine, but I can't, <laughs> I can't figure it out. You can't figure it out. Yeah. Uh, to see how I want to try to figure out how they would get in. I just know they need they have to win and they need help. We'll just go with that. Yeah, I think that's they the need, expert. Uh, I think yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think they need uh, well, Minnesota to lose. That's fine. I'm okay with that. I think they would need Minnesota to lose. Let me look at this. Thinking, thinking. Where? Oh, I see how this is set up. Tick, 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 tick. They'd be nine and seven. No, I think they need more than that because Minnesota will be eight, seven, and one. No, yeah, they need Minnesota to lose. That's what they need. Minnesota to lose. There it is. There it is. Minnesota to lose. We'll do our best. Nine and seven. Minnesota will be eight, seven, and one. Yeah. And I think if Seattle loses both games, there's a chance there too. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with Seattle playing right now. I know Seattle's playing right now. If they win, they're in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Besides that, as far as the playoff picture looks on the NFC side, it's yeah, it's three teams fighting for one more spot, or no, two spots. Three teams fighting for for two more spots. Like I said, Seattle if they win tonight, they're in. Minnesota mm-hmm. needs to win it, they're in. And I guess if Minnesota loses, Philly wins, they're in. We're just gonna go with that. Something like that. That sounds right. That sounds right. So, uh, it's on think- yeah, the NFC side, the AFC side, a little more. Oh, a little, bit a little murkier, but it looks like uh, New England. Did you hear about this? The long-suffering fans of New England have won a division for the tenth year in a row. Yeah. So, so congrats to them. I think, I think with Houston, with Houston losing, it puts them back in the two seed. So they might get that first round by, which puts them automatically in the Super Bowl. Per reports. Yeah. So. Speaking of long suffering, the Patriots. <laughs> so there was a a tweet that was sent out. Number of ten win seasons over the past sixteen seasons. You have like Oakland, and Cleveland. They have one. Blah, blah blah. Detroit, Washington Bay, two. Yada yada yada. Uh, just for your reference, Chicago has five over the last sixteen seasons. Ten wins. Mm. Uh, Green Bay is tied with Pittsburgh with ten. Mm. Indianapolis has eleven, and the Patriots have sixteen. Jeez. <laughs> 
They're back in the uh, the bye, I guess, as Houston lost today to the aforementioned Nick Foles-led Eagles. Yep. Um, I think it comes down to Tennessee-Indianapolis next week. I think those are the – Pittsburgh's in there um, as a, a possibility to uh, jump. No, I think they're, they have to be out. They're, they got to get help. Let's do our, our typical, they got to get help. Got to get help. <laughs> <laughs> got to get help. Yeah. And then, yeah, Pittsburgh, you know you know what Pittsburgh's relying on? The Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns have to beat Baltimore and then Steelers are yeah. in. Yeah, if the Steelers win. Look at that. Cleveland beats Baltimore. Which, win the division at nine. Which years past, you'd be like, oh, uh, we're not getting in. But now, well, Pittsburgh has to win, but... If you have to rely on on Cleveland being Baltimore, there's yeah. actually a chance. There's actually a chance. Yeah. And then Indianapolis plays Tennessee next week for a essential play-in game uh for that uh sixth seed. So that'll be that'll be interesting. I guess I don't know. I don't think Tennessee Tennessee is just not a very exciting team. No. So No. And Mark Marcus Mariota's like hurt every game at yeah, some point. I watched I don't know if I've watched a snap of the Colts <laughs> this year. So <laughs> I hear Andrew Luck's back. He's That's back. That's my in-depth look at the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Luck's back. <laughs> Been there all year, I think. <laughs> all right. All right. NFL, anything else? We wrap it up to NFL, anything else? I think that's it. A little cleanup? No more cleanup? All right. It's going to be it's gonna be a fantastic end of the season. Week 17. Head into the yeah. playoffs. Get excited. It's playoff season. It's Buffalo Wing season. Let's go. Sponsored by Buffalo Wings. Sponsored by, yeah, sponsored by Buffalo Wings wherever you consume them. Yeah. You can have them give us a call so we can actually say their name. That's right. All right. All right. Other other stories, Marlo. Outside of the NFL, let's go back to college. Oh, here this we go. One. Our man fa- has to stay in the news has to stay in the news cycle. A friend of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. Uh, has he is set to become or will become upon his retirement? He has a nice little retirement gig as assistant AD and assistant co-professor. What is his position? Yeah, uh, co he will co-teach a course, so he's going to be a, a co-professor, co-teach a class as a professor mm-hmm. and an assistant AD. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you wait, wait. Did you get the name of the the class? Yep, he's going to co-teach yep. a course titled Leadership and Character. Woo, I think we should start there. <laughs> yeah. let's, um, let's start with teaching a class Leadership and Character. So, uh, first I want to point out who he, he will teach alongside. This is, this is the, I'm reading from an ESPN article here. Uh, Meyer will teach alongside Lieutenant Colonel Charles Buchanan, a senior lecturer at the business school who spent 15 years in the U.S. military serving tours in Afghanistan, Iraq, and Kosovo. So... Wow, pretty much same resume. Decorated <laughs> military veteran and Urban Meyer. <laughs> Urban Meyer. Teaching leadership and character. Right. So I think when, I don't know how, how far into the weeds I want to get on this, but I heard this and I got pretty fired up, Marlo. Um, and I think when we first talked about the whole, uh, was Zach Smith, is that the guy? The guy? Yeah. It says, it, it says at the bottom of this, and if I can conclude the article, um, 
His retirement announcement ended a tumultuous 2018 season that began with his suspension for failure to live up to the standards of the university and his handling of the abuse allegation against former Buckeyes assistant coach Zach Smith. To put it kindly, uh, we talked about how poorly Ohio State had handled the situation. And he's retiring from coaching the football team. And he gets more or less promoted to assistant athletic director. Yep. He's going to coach a leadership and character class, which just seems like it's an Onion article. <laughs> like, that that's what he's going to coach. Yeah. And I can't... That I mean, so Ohio State slapped him on the wrist initially and suspended him for the non-conference game, part of the season, right? And now he gets this freaking plush job, which I'm sure has no responsibility. I'm sure he's going to still be paid millions of dollars. I mean, honestly, are you kidding me? With this, yeah, it makes it makes no sense. I think I read, I think this was when the news trickled out. I think the him being a professor came out first, and I laughed and just shunned it off. And then yep. it came out like a day or two later that he was going to be assistant AD, and I was like, "Are you guts to be kidding me?" Um, it, I don't. It, yeah, it makes no sense. Like, if you're gonna, if you're, it doesn't back up anything Ohio State is saying, right? You suspend a guy for doing the wrong thing, mm-hmm. but you, like you said, promote him on what merit? Because he won a bunch of football games, and then you give him a leader. Like it's all. I get it. I get it's a money machine. I get to say it's a money machine. You put. Or my, I mean, we did it with Barry. You put him in the athletic department. It's going to do things. He's not a coach, but you, he's still going to be able to recruit as an AD. You know, he might not be going on the road, but I guarantee they'll use Urban Meyer as a recruiter. It's just, yeah, it, it just, yeah, I just wonder how, it's so, def, it's it's kind of deflating. I, I still think, unless, I still think there's, I still think there's a chance he'll, he'll bolt for the next, like, really good head coaching job, but right. I think he's buying himself more time in this cush job, like you said. More paychecks. Yeah, I was getting more paychecks, just sitting back, not doing anything, and, you know, once a Notre Dame or USC or something that comes up where... It's yeah. the right. It's the he, the athletes are there. Everything is there. They just need a coach. He's gonna go. No, I it it totally makes sense for <laughs> Urban Meyer. Yeah. Oh, I I'm more jealous. Yeah, they're gonna be wrong. <laughs> I don't. I don't get this from Ohio State's standpoint. I don't get what they have to gain by it. I think it looks ridiculous on their standpoint. Again, failure to live up to the standards. That's their terminology. Yeah. And he's coaching leadership and character. We, <sighs> I mean, this guy. Oh yeah, I would love to show up for day one. And get the I syllabus would love on to that. See his face during the crisis management <laughs> lecture, where they what are they going to show clips clips of him berating the media and teaching you know reading from his piece to, of paper. Yeah, how to erase their cell phone memory so the freaking investigators can't look at it. I mean, oh, it's 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 absurd. It is absurd, and I mean, I I don't get. Why Ohio State did this? It, it blows my mind, and I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, all right, absolutely. Clear. Yeah, and it definitely clears the fi- It clarifies why the whole retirement thing, or whole retirement press conference, and everything happened now. Because like now, all of this is coming in through like a slow like news cycle time where everything's just getting buried really fast. It's and we're the only ones talking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's anyway. All right. Uh, I guess that's that's all I have to say about that. And it, I, I'm, I'm all flustered now. Oh, flustered! It's the holidays. Let's keep hey. it cheery. Let's keep it cheery. Thinking. Of, speaking of things that flustered me, Marla, I was watching the Bucks game. They played the Heat last night. Um, 
and it was it was the second game of back to back. Bucks didn't play well. Uh, Heat ended up winning all the Bucks got it pretty close. I think they got it within two uh, late in the fourth quarter. And Dwayne Wade hit some shots, scored I think thirteen points in the second half, and he was shooting some free throws in the uh, at the end of the game. And the crowd, Miami crowd, is chanting MVP. Yeah, yeah. Now. Why is MVP the only chant <laughs> that occurs at baseball games? Or at baseball games, excuse me, at basketball games. I don't get it. I don't it makes sense. Okay, it makes sense if like it's literally a candidate for the MVP, right? Westbrook's <laughs> on your team and he's having an MVP year. Or maybe he won it last year or the year before. Dwayne Wayne hasn't won the MVP. Did he ever win it? I don't know. In a while at least. He literally didn't score any points in the first half he's not going to be an mvp candidate this year just can't, they can't can't they chant something else i remember them doing this with kobe when kobe wasn't winning mvp oh, so yeah. he's still playing well and like just chant like kobe or like chant something other than mvp it makes no sense marlo why is this the only chant at basketball nba crowds are different there's a different breed half the people there are just there to be there the other half are fans and it's a simple three-letter word that you could turn your friend like, what does that mean? Oh, most valued player. Like, I like that player. Oh, I'm going to chant too. And it's just, yeah, it's just, uh, it's a minefield of, of, of uh, it's, a, it's a minefield of people that just keep following each other. And you can't get anything else. There might, you may be, be able to get a different chant that's three syllables. But MVP, that's where, that's just where it's going to go. It's just, it's the NBA crowd. Yeah, I suppose as I think back, like some of the chants I remember from games, it was usually the three syllable chant. Yeah. I remember my favorite one was uh, when I at a hockey game that I forget what team they were playing. Uh, the Badgers were playing, but their goalie's name was Johnson, mm-hmm. and we kept chanting "Pull your Johnson." <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> no, but at least that's creative. You're not gonna get that at an yeah. NBA game. You get yeah. Well, I think part of that student section, right? right. You have you have a, a group that will will lead the cheer at Bucks games. We have a, a quasi student section. It's like a a, a special section they stand the whole game and you know lead cheers kind of like that but i don't think it ever permeates beyond beyond their section uh and it just like when i watch these you know english premier league games and their crowds are singing like don't sack Mourinho and things and we'll talk about them a little bit and, like the every week it's like they're singing a different chant and I, then i go to mv uh nba games and they're chanting mvp, MVP. everybody yeah. it's so it's so bizarre all right that's all i had for that yeah, I got Speaking it. Bizarre we can, no, we can we can work on trying to get we can work on trying to get different chants at different arenas. Yeah, Write that we'll on the to do list for 2019. All right, so, jotting it down. <laughs> jot, 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 jot. All right. Speaking of ridiculous, Marlon, did you see this? Carolina Hurricanes uh, are doing. I don't know if it's an homage, a throwback, or, or what it is, but they're more or less co-opting the. So wait, 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 wait. Are we talking hockey? We're talking talking hockey. hockey. Let's go. Research team poked their head up from uh, the underground tunnel where they're doing their work uh, <laughs> and came in with this little nugget, or I saw it on ESPN. One of the two. Um, <laughs> Carolina Hurricanes, uh, who they are the, the franchise uh, of the Hartford Whalers. They moved from Hartford down to, to Carolina. Uh, they're doing an homage or a throwback to the Hartford Whalers. They're wearing their jerseys, their colors, their logo, all that sort of thing. And the Hartford's uh, locals are Connecticut or, or whatever up there in New England are none too happy about it. It's hilarious. Just so salty. I mean, well, Just salty their team I mean, isn't there anymore. I mean, this would be, can you imagine if Oklahoma City was like 
the Thunder were like, we're going to wear a Supersonics uniform. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah. And it's, I, they're, I'm, they're obviously doing it to try and sell jerseys and whatnot. It's clearly a, I can't see another way in, that it's not just a financial play to sell hard, old Hartford Willis jerseys. Because you're not endearing yourself to anybody. I mean, they look awesome. They look sweet because the Hartford Whalers jerseys were awesome. And yeah, they're dope. They're like, they're referenced by the best jerseys in NHL ever. Yeah. And Hands down. Now, and now it's just all ruined. And it's, it's what a terrible campaign and what a terrible, it's just, it's hilarious. <laughs> in it. I can't help. It's one of those, it's so ridiculous. I can't help but laugh at it. Uh, so, uh, for all you listening in Connecticut, we feel your pain. Uh, it must be hard to watch it. For all those in Carolina, pick up some of those sweet jerseys. <laughs> well, I can get them. Get them while they're hot. Uh, you can because uh, all right, uh, all right. Any other stories you got, Marlo? Yeah, I got. I got one more. It comes from our friends at Google. Uh, Google puts out their you know top. If if they're interested in sponsoring a podcast, we are. Uh, oh, we are open for business on that one. Uh, Google puts out, you know, every year they put out their top searches, you know, based on your location. Um, so I came across Chicago's top 10 Google searches. Okay. Um, you'll be proud to know that World Cup was number one. Nice. Um, go through the list, Mac Miller, Kate Spade, Anthony Bourdain, Black Panther, Mega Millions with people trying to figure out how much money they're not going to win. And then coming in at seven was the Brewers. <laughs> So, best guess is that all these Cubs fans in Chicago didn't even know the Brewers existed or wanted to know what was going on when they thought they were actually going to be going to the playoffs. And uh, they were just Googling the hell out of the Brewers at that time. (laughs) Right. Taking up, uh, collecting rent in that space in their head. (laughs) That's right. Or maybe we're not there because they don't even know. Yeah, there's a... (laughs) They're still in discovery period. It's the opposite of that. Yeah. Oh, boy. Ridiculous. Good job, Chicago. <laughs> there you go. Way Shout go. out, Cubs fans. All right. Well, yep, that's all I had. Um, so I guess that makes us move to on of America's favorite segments, yeah. Casey's Corner Kick. All right, all right, all right. So I feel like I jinxed it last week, Mark. Uh-oh. I talked about oh, how yeah. fun it was. I did see this. How fun it was to uh, cheer against Mourinho. I even tried and... Gave different sports analogies and tried to get people to join along in my fun. And you thought really hard about those analogies, too. Uh, you know, did they work well? I'm not sure. <laughs> but I thought hard about them. And that's what really counts. Uh, <laughs> they go on and uh, immediately after, I guess the day after we recorded, uh, he was f- sacked, as they say, uh, in England uh, from the position of manager at Manchester United. And the fun I got and watching him squirm and struggle is gone. So <laughs> I guess I'll always have, uh, last year in the first half of this year, uh, their Man United went out to win this weekend 5-1 to one, uh, with uh, their interim manager there. Um, but things I actually root for. There was, that was a sweet montage video, though, that you oh, tweeted out. Oh, there was out. a montage video, yeah. yes. Uh, yeah, uh, of him... <laughs> I guess looking frustrated mostly. <laughs> in one of the scenes, there was a, a bubble machine in the background, and that was a nice touch. Uh, yeah. Oh God, it was so fu- it was so fun <laughs> when they would struggle, and now I mean maybe they will continue to struggle, but it won't be as fun because 
Uh, we won't get to live it through Mourinho's reactions. Um, I don't know what, where he goes from here. Uh, it doesn't seem like there's a big job that uh, he will fit into. Um, but we'll we'll see. There's uh, some rumors that he might go to Paris, but that seems like a weird match to me. Um, and there's rumors he might go back to Italy, but uh, I think he'd have to go back to to Milan for that to for that to work. Anyway, on to something that we can actually cheer for, Marlo. There was an early Christmas present for uh, us Liverpool fans out there. Liverpool won on Friday, uh, but then on Saturday, uh, Manchester City, uh, who is the premier competition for Liverpool for uh, the Premier League, lost to Crystal Palace, and Chelsea lost to Leicester City. So the two teams that are, I guess, now most closely chasing Liverpool both lost in games they shouldn't lose. Uh, so that made me uh, a, a very happy uh, Liverpool fan on Saturday. Um, earlier in the week, there was the Champions League draw. Um, there are uh, it, We're in the first round of the knockout stage, so there are eight games, 16 teams. Liverpool drew Bayern Munich, um, which... Is an, it feels weird to say it's an okay draw because uh, Bayern is one of the best teams in Europe. Uh, they've consistently advanced in the knockout stage, usually getting to uh, at least the quarters, sometimes the semis. Um, but they seem to be having a down year this year, so if you're going to draw Bayern in a knockout stage, uh, this year is better than uh, recent ones. Um but that sounds like I'm jinxing Liverpool by saying that. <laughs> uh, so I don't want to sound too enthusiastic about it. Uh, I would much rather be playing um, somebody other than Bayern. Um, I'd say it, it's still a hard draw, but it, it could be worse uh, as a Liverpool fan. Um, the other key matchups, I guess, Barcelona is taking on Lyon. Barcelona should advance in that. Real should advance over Ajax. Um, who's a the best club in Netherlands, although that would be an interesting opportunity for an upset. Um, and I guess the other marquee matchup is Paris Saint-Germain against Manchester United, although this would have been more fun again if more uh, Jose uh, Mourinho was still around. But it still should be an interesting match. These games are going to be played, I think the first round is uh, somewhere in, in February. So uh, we have some time. Uh, Marlo to prepare for these, but I just wanted to get out a couple of the matchups uh, ahead of time for you to start uh, preparing. All right, that's all I got, Marlo. In the corner kick, you can uh, snap back out of it. <laughs> Rejoin the podcast. All right, yeah, Anything no. Else that you got for our our fellow fans? Yeah, no. Again, just uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's over. Uh, whatever, whatever you're celebrating this time with your family, please enjoy. Glad you're with us. Can't wait to get this kicked off in 2019, even though we have an episode before that. Stay tuned. That's all I got. Casey, you got any last words? Yeah, I guess next week we'll be uh, recapping a couple bowl games. It is, it is bowl season now. It's going to be the Badger Bowl another week of NFL football. We'll know more or less all the Merry Christmas and all our fellow fans. Merry Christmas as well. Be safe, but have a good time out there. And until next time, everyone, I hope all your favorite teams win. Yeah.